Welcome to the Bill Spadia Show on demand. Don't forget to subscribe and follow this show so you'll never miss a minute. Bill Spadia is compensated for commercial and nonprofit appearances. 609 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia. I want to thank Parks Casino and Sportsbook for sponsoring New Jersey Chime Time every morning, every hour on the show. So, Dan, I left the car out last night mm-hmm. and uh, a little frost this morning. So, the cold is back. It is cold. Yeah, We're in the 20s across most of New Jersey. Yep. Yeah, what are you thinking for the uh, rest of the day? Are we getting sunshine? A little bit. You know, right. I, I noticed as I was driving down Route 1 this morning on my way to work, like 2.30 in the morning, I yeah. saw the moon. <gasps> no a kidding. break in the cloud cover. I could see the moon. Wow, no kidding. <laughs> so that gave Gotta me be hope. good for uh, this whole seasonal affected disorder that people get. Everybody is just yeah. so gloomy after yeah. the gloomy weather. Uh, we need a break. Uh, just wait till this weekend. It's going to be bright and sunny. Really? Uh, today, I think we'll see partial sunshine. It'll be a brighter right. sky. We'll stay dry during the day. And high temperatures, 45 to 50 degrees. Uh, that's above normal for the first day of February. Not bad. Yeah, exactly. This is as warm as it's going to get for the foreseeable future. So, so Soak it in while you can. If you need to open up the windows and air out a room of your house or something, not a bad day This afternoon day to might do be it. a good day yeah, to do Yeah, yeah, I think you could manage that. What about tomorrow? So we've got some rain tonight into tomorrow okay. morning. And then it's going to get pretty windy tomorrow. So tomorrow's a cold front day. It's a day yeah. of transition. Um, but after that, you know, Saturday and Sunday, we're going to bask in sunshine. High temperatures in the 40s, which is cool. But again, right. it's February. It's what right. we'd expect this time of year. Uh, and we're going to hold on to quiet weather pretty much all week next week, too. Really? Not so much no snow in the forecast? Not for the first third of February, at least. Once we get into, like, next weekend, we'll have to watch and see if there's yeah. any cold air coming in, if the storm track gets a little more active again. But yeah, for now, we actually get to catch our breath after what's been a pretty active two months of weather, yeah. all the way since before Thanksgiving. It's Dude, been storm after storm. It feels like it's just been wet for about 50 days. It will be great to see that ground right? dry out. Yeah. I am so sick of walking through mud when I like go to pick up Ugh. the kids at school. Um, I'm over it. Yeah, let's I'm over let's the get mud. back to more typical um, winter weather, which is dry and crisp. Awesome. Thank you, Dan. Yep. So, <laughs> Eric, I'm, uh, I'm talking with producer Kristen this morning, and she's got a friend who's got a podcast in L.A., and they did, a, uh, they did an episode about weird food combos. Oh, I don't boy. even know if they were doing the episode on weird food combos. It kind of it devolved into that okay. because one of the, I don't know if it was a co-host or a guest, but the guy's from Buffalo. So naturally, I got to bring it up with you. They're talking about uh, America's favorite pies. Apparently, apple pie is at the top of the list. Americans love apple pie. Yeah, okay. But the dude from Buffalo, he's like, yeah, you know, my dad loves apple pie. But when he eats it, he takes a slice of American cheese and melts it on, on the slice of the pie. I've seen this. No, you have? I yeah. never heard of that. Yeah. I'm Cheddar like, cheese. Cheddar cheese is... Oh, really? Pretty common. Cheddar cheese. Is this a Buffalo thing? No, I think it's... Do people in Jersey do this? And I've been missing it my whole life? Um, I I don't know. I think I've seen it at a diner. Really? So have you done this? I have not American cheese. I have had apple pie with a slice of melted cheddar on the top. Is it good? It's actually pretty good because the cheese adds a, a almost a saltiness to the sweetness yeah. of the pie. Now, I'm not a huge 
pie guy to begin with. I'm not either. I'm, I, not a, I'm not a sweet guy. Yeah. I mean, I do like peach pie, and my mom used to make a strawberry rhubarb pie that I wish I could have a slice of today. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not really, a, I'm not a pie cake, cupcake kind of guy. Yeah, I remember House of Cupcakes used to bring cupcakes. Now in the that morning. was an exception that I would make because <laughs> right? their, their that cupcakes was, were like a meal. They, I mean, they was, were so good. God, they were the old days. I think they either sponsored the podcast or if there was something we had. They, good guys, great family, and uh, they actually that business launched because they won Cupcake Wars. That's right. Remember yep, that? Yep. Yep. And yep. boom, four locations, including I believe one in Dubai. Wow. Which is interesting. Yeah. Well, I asked him about that, and he said it, it's because, um, you know, they don't drink or smoke in these Arab countries. Oh. So this is the, the there, there's the, um, their vent. They're out. They're, they're, uh, That's their vice. Uh, their vice is, yeah. uh, is, is sweets. Interesting, huh. right? <laughs> but so you've done it. All right. Cheddar yeah. cheese on apple pie. I, um, I don't know. I, I'm not so sure. I'm not, I, I don't know. It feels, it feels like, that would make it more of a meal. Uh, it feels heavy, but I don't know. People put ice cream on pie. I don't do that. Yeah, I. If I'm, Jody makes an apple pie, and she makes a mean apple pie, it's it's delicious. I just I don't put anything on it. I just have the pie. Yeah, I'm just I'm looking it up here to see if it's a regional thing, um, and I don't I don't see. Yeah, I it a slice of sharp cheddar. It's a thing. Yep, it's a thing. A slice of sharp cheddar. Well, apparently, we're not the only ones. Uh, calls are coming in uh, saying that uh, I I I don't. I'm the one that is ignorant of this. <laughs> I, literally, this is the first I have ever heard of cheese on a, on an apple pie. I'm actually looking at recipes here where you can bake cheddar cheese right into the apple pie crust. Oh, well, that might be good. Hmm. I could be, I could be enticed by that. Okay. I, I I don't know. All right. So the question is, am I the crazy one? I've never heard of cheese on an apple pie. And what are the weird? Can I call it a weird food combination? Yes, I can. I think it's a weird food combination. What other ones are you using? And is this a Jersey thing? All right, Harry. I know uh, you think it's popular. I'm going to get to you first on the other side of traffic and weather next. Six fifteen. Six twenty-one on New Jersey one hundred one point five. I am Bill Spady, and we're talking about weird food combinations. Producer Kristen's friend doing a podcast, and the dude from Buffalo is like, "Yeah, I love apple pie, and, and my dad melts cheese on it. Sounds gross to me." Harry's on Route One. Harry, you think that uh, it's way more popular than I think? You ever had it? Uh, yo, Bill, definitely. As a child, my grandmother learned from her great grandmother, who yeah. came from Germany. <laughs> But that's what they used to eat it over there. And if you were really lucky and if you were got a bonus, you put ice cream on it when you got it out of the oven, back out of the oven. So they would bake a bake of fresh apple pie, I mean made it from yeah. scratch, put fresh dairy cheese they had a dairy farm on it, and then put it back on a tin into the oven. Let it melt and then put a scoop of ice cream on top of it. Oh, my God. But, Harry, ice cream and apple pie, it's sweet and sweet. You got the cold, you've got the creamy, then you got the, the pie and the crust. Like I get that. But the cheese, I, I don't get it. 
Oh, it's no. Well, you know what, Bill? It's the old saying. You got to try it. You know? All right. Well, look. You you try it. You know I will try anything. Oh, I know I will. And I know you will, too, there, Governor. So don't (laughs) let me down. And I'm digging in. I love it, Harry. Besides uh, past blue ribbon beer and barbecuing, apple pie and ice cream, uh, that's Jersey proud. Hey, look, man. I'm sorry to make you hungry all over again this morning. Enjoy the day, Harry. Good talking to you. You take care, man. All right, Eric, say it ain't so. You're telling me there's a company that makes cheesecake in cheesesteak in the pound cake? Eric, yes, come hey, on. Hey, good morning, Bill. How are you? I'm yeah. doing great, Eric. So, so the cake, uh, pound cake company, once a year in Philadelphia, yeah. they have uh, this thing where, where they take cheesesteak, American cheese, cheddar cheese, whatever it is, yeah. and they give you a nice slice of uh, pound cake. And they put it in between it, and it's uh, a Philly thing. I mean, I know we're Jersey. We're all Jersey right now, but you want to hear about weird foods? You can Google it and, and look at it. So, wait, at it. Eric, let me understand. So, wait, now, you're in Bucks County. You work in Bucks County, or you live there? No, I live here, and I work here. I'm a truck driver. All right. So, they let me understand. They bake the, the, the pound cake around the cheesesteak, or the cheesesteak no, no, is served no. on top of the pound cake? It's, it's cut like pieces of bread. Oh. And then they take a nice, good old-fashioned cheese, uh, Philly steak with, with American and yellow cheese or whatever. And they oh my god! It between it, yeah, you can Google it. All right, have you have you tried it? No, my wife wants to try it. She seen it yesterday. We were in the bar yesterday, last yeah. night having a cocktail at work, and uh, she was going through her phone because she wants to go to places <laughs> like this. This weekend, we're actually coming over to Jersey. We're going to uh, what do you call it? That chocolate. David, David something, David. Chocolate. David Bradley Chocolate. Yeah, we're going to David Bradley Chocolate this weekend, this Saturday. You know what? It's a great store. They've got some great combinations. The only thing I don't like, and I think this is a weird food combination. Forget about cheesesteak and pound cake. Chocolate and bacon. I hate it. She's had it. She loves it. She's a woman. Do women, well, you think women like chocolate and bacon more than men? I, I don't know. I think they do. Eric, I, I think I think if your wife heard you just say that, I think you're in trouble. I got to tell you, you should see the reaction you just got from producer Kristen. Like, oh my God, what's he talking about? Hey, man, All right, guys, drive guys. safe today. Yeah, you take care. All right, let's go to Joe on ninety five. Joe, say it ain't so. This can't be a trend. Cheese on apple pie. Oh, oh yes, yeah. I, I saw it coming ever since pineapple. Now I know pineapple on pizza is a big thing, but once they started blowing it up, and then they started. Wow all these like cooking shows with like chocolate on chicken i'm like you guys are you guys are turning my stomach here I mean, right make me stick to a diet you know just, just a plain foods because I, I i don't like this right i mean cheese and apple pie I, I i could see at least the dairy you got the ice cream i get that the chocolate and bacon is gross i can't stand it I, people keep pushing it on me because i love bacon and i also appreciate chocolate but they don't belong together and i don't like it and i i think you you said it I hate pineapple on pizza. It does not belong there, right? It, it could just be a taste bud thing. Like, I, I, I can't do... The most I can do with it's, it's, it's sweet and salty is maybe salted caramel. That's it. I've tried everything. No, you don't even have to try it. You can just tell by the combination. It's, it's not going to work. Right? I saw there was something on the internet, uh, an account that I, file, uh, I follow on Twitter, that um, one of the women was, was uh, showing her chili recipe. And she melts a square of dark chocolate in the chili. I don't know. It's not, it's not too bad. Small amount. I, I would try that. I would try that. I would try. 
All right, Joe. Well, let's uh, let's hope we get back to some simpler foods because I think people have gone completely off the deep end. Have a great rest of your day, man. All right, Mike, Anita, I will get to you guys first. Other side of the news, we're talking about weird food combinations. I started with apple pie and cheese. It sounded gross to me. Uh, what weird food combination do you have in your house or do you serve in your restaurant? 1-800-283-101.5 is my number. 626 is the time. Eric Scott with the news. Six thirty-eight on New Jersey one hundred one point five. I am Bill Spadia. We are talking about weird food combinations. It got all started this morning when I came in uh, early and talked to producer Kristen about her friend who does a podcast in L.A. talking about uh, America's favorite pie. And the the dude from Buffalo, of course, Eric, the guy from Buffalo, is like, "Hey, my dad melts American cheese on apple pie." I'm like, "Come on, yeah, I don't come I, on. I don't know the American cheese again. Cheddar. I've had it with cheddar cheese, yeah, and it, and it's a, a nice sharp cheddar." It's it's good. I mean, I, I, again, I'm I I don't order pie, but yeah. I've had it, and I'm like, hey, that's a pretty good combination. I mean, it sounded weird to me, but it was good. A lot of restaurants, higher end restaurant, will offer cheese as a dessert. Yes, and I always order it. I do too. If there's a cheese plate for dessert, I <laughs> get it. So I I I don't I, I I can at least wrap my head around that. But I, yeah, I think the American cheese slice on top is. Uh, I think we're we're uh, we're a little overkill because that's not real cheese. Uh, right. Well, depends. I, I mean, mean, it can, I know. I, I, yeah. Well, we're not talking about like like the uh, the craft singles that are all oil, ugh, right? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, the corporate guys don't take that as a, any negative slight to the craft corporation, right? Uh, so please ignore that. But uh, I think factually, <clears throat> there's a lot of oil in that. So if we're rating cheese, you want it to be a dairy based product, correct? Right. Not yes. cheese food. Correct. Right. Yes, I would, I would there is a the difference. If you do that. not have to put it in the fridge, I'm not eating it. Yeah. The only thing canned cheese is good for well. is giving the dogs a shower because you spray that on the tile. And the dogs will go in and lick that I cheese. And I, just, I used to love bacon. easy cheese. Oh, oh, don't even get me started. I used to love it. Nasty. Cheese in a can, that baby. Oh. Nasty. <laughs> the old days when I wasn't watching all this stuff, but now <laughs> not, I wouldn't touch it today. But I don't know. I, I did a good run with the canned cheese. Oh. All right, what's your weird food combination? We'll start with George in Port Newark. What's going on, George? Good morning, good morning. So this is going to drive you tell me. crazy. All right. Taylor ham pork roll with sauerkraut on it and Thousand Island dressing on a nice, crispy, hard roll. Any cheese? Awesome. Any cheese? No cheese. No cheese. Yeah, I, I think you put cheese on that, you got a problem. Well, I'm not a huge sauerkraut fan, but all right, I'll give you the, I, I think, I don't know. I Actually, I want to compliment you, George. Thank you for saying Taylor Ham Pork Roll, because Taylor Ham is the brand name. The product is pork roll. Thank you. Correct. You made my day. Correct. Right? That's awesome. So, so let me ask you this. Do you fry the Taylor Ham? Like, is it is it hot going on to the sandwich? Or cold? Yes, you, you, you put the Taylor ham on a nice uh, griddle. You get it nice and golden brown, hot. You heat your sauerkraut up. You put it on it, and then you put a little thousand dollar dressing on the top, and cap it off with the top of your roll. Now, that awesome, George. I, I got a, a technical question for you. Are we Pac-Manning the Taylor ham? You know what I mean by that? Oh yeah, put a put right? a bunch on it. You got to Pac-Man it because otherwise yes, it becomes a, a grease cup. Yeah, yeah, you don't want that. All right, nope. now wait a minute. What, all right, thousand on. So that's it. No butter, that's it. no ketchup, nothing. 
No, no butter, no ketchup. It is awesome. All right, George. I'm adding that to the list, man. Be safe on the roads today. You have a great rest of your day. All right, Mike, apples and tuna, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Make your typical tuna fish salad however you typically make it. I like mine also with chopped onion. Mm. I, I found adding chopped apple to it gives a little crunch, gives a little sweet, gives a little, you know, moisture, texture. It's just a, it's a good thing. It's you, a little sweet with the salt, like, you know, the sweet apple and the salty fish. You know, actually, Mike, I think that actually sounds very good. Do you, let me ask you this. Do you, so I, if I'm making tuna salad, I'm throwing in uh, some cel chopped celery. Do you replace yes. the celery with the apples or they, it's a, it's both. It's a combo. It's a personal preference. All right. Uh, I've had it with, I've had it without, you know, I, I'll have apples in the house more often than I'll have celery. Who You know, that's like, you look at the bottom drawer and okay. Yeah, that's. <laughs> It is there, but it should have been gone a while ago. But I got apples. You know what? That's funny. We always, for some reason, have apples too. I, there are there are always some apples in the farm box we get in uh, you know our friends at Just Farmed in Westfield. So we always have apples. Apples are one of the best things for you with the fiber, and it's just I I, I love apples. So yep. all right. Chopped apples and tuna. All right, Mike. It's on the list. All right, sometime. Everything, whatever you have in it. You know, if you put mayo in your tuna salad or even if you do it with macaroni tuna salad, you know, tuna mac salad. Yeah. Throw it right in there with the pasta. I love it. Mike, hey, uh, you're on the turnpike. How's the traffic? It's doing good. I'm about to get off. I'm down here by exit three. I'm heading over down by Glassboro, I guess, down here somewhere. Traffic wasn't bad. I got on it early enough to beat it all. I love it. Good for you. All right, man. Be safe on the roads today. You take care. Good luck, Governor. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Take care. Let's go to Kyle in Trenton. Come on, Kyle. Great jelly on grilled cheese. Come on. Yeah, man. You got to make a good grilled cheese sandwich, and, and you know you know as well as I do how you make a good grilled cheese sandwich, what vessel you need. Um, you, get it, you know, get it nice and crispy in a good old skillet, and you put a little bit of the grape jelly, just a little bit on the outside, on the crispy part of the bread. It's like buttered toast. It goes good. Wine and cheese, grape and cheese. I'm telling you, it'll change your business. <laughs> I love it. It's the poor man's wine and cheese, right? Little grape jelly. All right, now what are yeah. we are we going with? Like the purple jelly, right? Right. What yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of strawberry preserves. I, I dig that. All right. Now, Kyle, you said vessel, so I think we need to clarify that for everyone listening that you are cast iron, Kyle, and. Yeah. I am with you 100%. We shouldn't be cooking on anything else. The cast iron skillet is where it's at. Now, let me ask you, when are you going to be back in uh, Columbus at the farm market? I'm going to be at the West Windsor Farmer's Market in May. It's like around Mother's Day. I'm going to be doing that. Um, but I know um, your buddy Bob G there at the radio station, if you wanted to get him your skillets, I would love to take care of them for you. You, you're friends with Bob G. That's fantastic. All right. It, you know what? He's my boy, man. I love that guy. If I think of it, I will. Otherwise, can you do me a favor? Make sure that producer Kristen knows when you're going to be at the farmer's market. Wait, not you're not going back to Columbus? No, I don't sell there. I, I pick there. Got it. Got it. Because you know what I'm looking at? I've got these two. I told you, I've got the cast iron. Uh, we, we've got the... Um, uh, the, like they're like saucepans, right? But we use them for the water on top of the on top of the stove. But my God, after a few years, they look awful. 
They look awful. I need to. I need to take care of them for yeah. you, and I'll do that for you. No problem. All right, Kyle, I'm on it. I I will if if I if I don't connect with Bob G, I will make sure we're at the uh, the farmers market in West Windsor. Absolutely, that's awesome. Thank All right, you brother, so you take care. Thanks, Kyle. All right, let's see, Diana, Tony, Anita, everybody, hang in there. You got a weird food, cheese, fruit, strange meat combo. Let's hear about it. It all started with melting. American cheese on apple pie. Yeah, I think it's gross. Sorry, I can't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not buying it. What's your strange food combo? One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five six forty five. Fast traffic instant weather. Six fifty on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia. So we're talking about weird food combos. It all started with producer Kristen listening to a podcast friend of hers in L.A. And they were innocently talking about America's favorite pies. And, of course, apple pie is number one. But then the, some dude on the call, he's like, oh, my dad used to melt American cheese on slices of apple pie. And, of course, everybody on the podcast thought that sounded gross, including me. I think it sounds gross. So I, I asked Eric about it because he's a Buffalo native and the guy was from Buffalo. And apparently on the West Coast, they think the East Coast, we like to melt cheese on our apple pie. I I just think it sounds weird, but it got us thinking, what is your weird food combination? Let's start with Tara in Annandale. Tara, this is a weird one. Velveeta and red wine vinegar. Explain. Help. Hi. Yeah, it's Velveeta macaroni and cheese. Yep, in the yellow box, right? All in vinegar. Yes, the box, yes. Yeah. Red wine, oil, and vinegar salad dressing. So, all right, let me understand. How do you how do you do it? You cook the mac and cheese. Now, I haven't had Velveeta mac and cheese in a long time. Is it is it just the the, the packet of of processed cheese that you squeeze onto the hot noodles, right? Mix it together. Yes, One yes. step. Mm-hmm. So you do that. So now you got a hot bowl of mac and cheese. You're adding the red wine vinegar, or are you making a salad dressing and then mixing it in. So. All, all you do is just make the mac and cheese how it is. Once it's done and you have everything in a bowl, you just get red wine, oil, and vinegar salad dressing, and you put it on top of the Velveeta. Really? And it's good? Yes. It's actually really good. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're thinking about it right now. You're like, I need some tonight now. Yes, exactly. I think I'll go to shop right. <laughs> so, so, Tara, how did that start? Was this by accident? You dropped your salad dressing into the mac and cheese? You're like, oh, my God, that's good. Or was this something handed down from your mom? No, well, actually, me and my siblings, we, you know, we grew up kind of poor. We didn't have a lot of money, so we had to, like, try to find different ways to, you know, spice up our mac and cheese. So that was one of our condiments. I love it. I love that. You know, I get it, right? You needed some variety. Like, how many how many ways can you eat Velveeta mac and cheese? Man, that brings back memories. I hope you have that for dinner tonight, Tara. Thank you so much. You take care. Have a great rest of your day. Let's go to Anita in Southampton. How you doing, Anita? Good morning. Morning. Listen, yeah. what you do with mm-hmm. the apple pie, mm-hmm. you grate the sharp cheddar yeah. on the bottom of the crust. Before you cook it. Thanks. Correct. Then you bake it, and it's it's not like that. Sounds disgusting. American yes. cheese on that. Right. Thank you, Anita. Thank you. Right. No, and it okay, and it, it gives it a. It's very mild, and it 
adds to the tartness of your of your apples. So, Anita, yes. what kind of cheese, though? I mean, I, there are so many sharp different cheddar. Cheddar, cheddar cheeses. So you like getting sharp, a... Like sharp a, cheddar. Yeah, like orange or white? Yellow. Yeah, orange. Yeah. So, the, okay. so all right. So you grate it. Now, now Correct. walk me through it. I've got the pie crust in the bottom of the pan. Before I add my apples and, and mixture, the cheese goes down. So it's a layer of cheese on the bottom. Yeah, and don't do it real heavy. You, it's just a nice shaving of, of the cheddar cheese, yeah. sharp cheddar. And then you put your a- apples in there and uh, with your cinnamon and all that kind of caca. And then you... Uh, <laughs> That's the official term. No, it's not. That's just the way I, I talk. Listen, and P.S., that guy who told you that was Meatless Friday at my house. Yeah. With the apples and the and the tuna fish salad. Yeah. Along with along with um, frozen peas. My mother used to. That's what we used to eat because we're Catholic, and that's what we had every Friday. You know, we we do Meatless Friday. I mean, we do that, of course, in, um, in during Lent for sure. But um, yeah. uh, but so wait, you put the frozen peas into the tuna salad? Well, you let them thaw out, and you put that in with your apples and your celery and your red really? onions. Yeah, and it, actually, my mother sometimes would put macaroni in it. Now, sometimes Anita, can not. I make that? Because I don't eat mayonnaise anymore. Once I started reading about seed oils and soybean oil and all this yogurt. this crap, you put yogurt in it. Like you, a, can put, you can use yogurt. Like a plain Greek yogurt? Greek yogurt. Yeah? Greek. Yes, plain. You could do that. That would be really tart then. You know so, what I need? Yeah. I, I did not think that. I like that idea a lot. I, I love tuna. I've been doing it with um with a ground mustard. Ground mustard and a yeah. little bit of olive oil. And I, I find that that comes out pretty good. You get a little yeah. bit of creaminess because of the oil, um, but you don't have the heaviness with, with the mayo. So like I said, try the apple pie with right. the cheddar cheese at the bottom of the crust. And it doesn't come out soggy either. No. All right. I, look, no. I, I am I am not the chef in the uh, in the Spadia household, but I will uh, I am going to pass this along to my better half Jody, who makes a fantastic apple pie. See if she's willing to adjust the recipe slightly, and I will report back. Thanks, Anita. Okay, you can do that. You have a great rest of your day. You, you also. T- you take care. All right, Diana, Dan, Tony, Jim, everybody, hang in there. Talking about bizarre food combinations. It all started with melting American cheese on apple pie. Good God. Probably the first food combination I've talked about in the morning that made me uh, not hungry. But your strange Jersey food combinations, what do you do? What do you mix in that people look at you like you're crazy? But if you have a chance to explain it to them and tell them to taste it, they might love it. 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. Time is 6.56. Eric Scott has got a full news report coming up for you next. Seven oh nine on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Good morning. I am Bill Spady. I want to thank Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app for sponsoring New Jersey Chime Time every morning, every hour on the show. Talking about weird food combinations. My apologies if uh, I've made some of you less hungry. Um, talking this morning about apple pie and melted American cheese. Yep, sounds gross. Got me thinking, and one of our callers said they were heading over to our friends at David Bradley Chocolates. Uh, David Bradley is a fantastic company. Uh, the only thing I don't like 
Eric, I don't know if you like this. I I don't like bacon and chocolate. I no, think it's gross. No, we had um, David Bradley, who has some of the best chocolate ever. Yeah, great company. They bring in um, the chocolate covered bacon, like for Easter. And I tried it one time. I was actually excited to try it. At so one was point. I. Um, <clears throat> again, chocolate, outstanding. Don't like it with the bacon. Yeah, and I love bacon. Yep. I like thick bacon. I like it, um, you know, even you want a little chewiness, but it was crispy. But I don't know. There's just something about it, maybe because the bacon is cold mm-hmm. and the chocolate's cold. I don't know. It just it, it didn't work for me. I get it. People love it. Some people love the salty and the sweet, but I I don't. And uh, And, of course, now we're crediting Buffalo. With the American cheese and apple pie, even though you insist it's cheddar. Um, I'm going with the guy okay. that said his dad. Now, what's funny is my kids make fun of me because my idea of leftovers is anything that Jody made left over in a bowl with cheese melted on top. I will melt cheese on anything. I've done fried meatloaf with cheese on top. Like I will reheat and repurpose just about anything with cheese, but I, I draw the line at sweets. I just don't like that combo. Yeah, I. It was. Um, I, again, I. Maybe if I liked pie better. I, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I. I mean, it, it just. I'm not. There are good uses for American cheese, like my friends at at uh, Meatheads in Lawrence Township. The best cheese steaks around. They use Cooper Sharp American cheese, but it's cheese. It's not cheese food. Right. Right, well, the cheese food is all oil. It's gross. Know, our our good friend um, at Chef Louis, yeah, Jason uses slices of American cheese in his mac and cheese. That's why it's so good. And but let, he's using real cheese. But it's real cheese, right? He's, right, he's using but, cheese. Right. But let me tell you, it it's a game changer in the mac and cheese, yeah. especially when you're reheating it because it doesn't get all sticky and congealed. No, it stays it, creamy. It's it was so brilliant. When I was watching him do this, it literally blew my mind. Chef Jason knows what the hell he's doing. Huh. That, that is one of the best restaurants around. Oh, God, that's now, now. See, now I can easily get hungry again. But now I'm going to start back on the weird food combos, and uh, let's see who can ruin my appetite yeah. this morning. Let's go to Jim in Neptune City. Jim, I'm thinking your sandwich here sounds actually kind of normal, not weird. Yeah, it's kind of uh, simple. It's just uh, pork roll and cheese, sautéed onions, and uh, yellow American cheese. Now, do you get it? Is there a place, like, is there a food truck you get that at? Or is are you buying the pork roll at the supermarket, slicing, cooking, making it at home? I'm, uh, I'm making it at home. You do? Is that, is that a, a special treat sandwich, or is that normal breakfast? Uh, it's just something I came up with, and, uh, and it has to have uh, Golden's Mustard on it. I love Golden's Mustard. I love the spicy brown mustard. So yeah. no, no ketchup. No ketchup. I ran out of ketchup, but I said, let's throw some mustard on it. <laughs> so good. With the fried onions. Uh, and I usually put it on a sub roll. If I, if I don't have a hard roll, I get a sub roll. I love it. I love it. Necessity, the mother of invention, right? That's that's fantastic. All right, pork roll. What's that? If you want, I got another quick one. It's called Girl Scout Stew. All right, what's that? It's elbow macaroni, and then I saute peppers and onions. Yeah, and crushed tomatoes, 
I cook it all up, put it in a bowl, mix it all up, and uh, layer it with yellow American cheese. You know, I'll bet that's pretty good, Jim. I, I can see that. Why Girl Scout stew? How did that start? Why is Girl Scout stew? Because my mother used to make it, and she never knew what to call it, and I called it Girl Scout stew. There, there you go. I. <laughs> there you go. It's a good memory. All right, Jim. Nice talking to you. Have a great rest of your day. Diana, Dan, Francis, I'll be right back. It is 7.15. We're talking about weird food combos. What's yours? Um, Francis, I'm going to go to you first um, because I got a quick story about something you're going to tell me. 7.15, Fast Drive Against the Weather Next. Seven twenty one on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Good morning, I am Bill Spadia. So we got started in this conversation this morning about uh, weird food combos. Apparently, everybody's got something bizarre that they put together that really shouldn't be. We had a uh, producer, Kristen, was telling me about a podcast. A friend of hers in L.A. talking about American uh, America's favorite pies, and apple pie tops the list. And one of the guys is from Buffalo. He's like, oh, you know, what my dad used to do melt American cheese on the slice of apple pie. Yep, I thought it sounded as gross as I think you do. But uh, apparently it's a thing in the on the East Coast. And I had never heard of that. But got me thinking about strange food combos. Let's go to Francis on the Parkway. Hot dogs and potato sticks. I don't know, Francis. It doesn't sound all that weird. How you doing? How you doing? Good. How are you? <laughs> Good. So hot dogs, mayo, ketchup, mustard, and potato sticks. Yep, I know you know about it because you have a Venezuelan relative. <laughs> so I figure you know about well, it, but Francis, you know, my mother in law, so so Jody's mom loves the potato sticks. I don't eat them anymore. I mean they're it's just because of the I, I don't know what kind of oil they're cooked in, so I, I avoid the seed oils. But she loves them. So how do you what what's your uh, what's your stacking order? Okay, you do the hot dog on the bun. Mm-hmm. You do the mustard mayo and ketchup and then you put the sticks on top and you eat them and they're delicious you should ask your sister-in-law to make them for you you know i um it's funny we it's funny you say that because in we were uh, my wife jody and i were going through the freezer yesterday and we're trying to clean some stuff out you know because the kids are going to be back for a little bit the wedding's coming up in two weeks and I've got these four hot dogs that are like extra size that were a part of some package with Omaha steaks. So I don't know. I was thinking about that for tonight. I mean, it, it's delicious. I, it, I, you would never want to try a hot dog any other way. Do they you? So good. I mean, you're not going to have it all the time. It's just a one-time thing. I mean, I, the last time I had it, I think I was probably eight. I went to South America. I went to Venezuela, <laughs> and I had them. <laughs> no kidding. They're delicious. Francis, do you remember a few years back we did a um a virtual radio tour of ballpark food around the around the country and our friend Peter at the Ewing Diner duplicated the fan favorite in Cleveland, which is the hot dog with mac and cheese on top and fruit loops. Oh my God! No, are they yeah. good? I, oh I didn't see it. Francis, I didn't see it. Oh, I can't try. I can't wait to try that. Then. I believe that I've got an article that I wrote a few years back and a picture of the hot dog, mac and cheese, and Fruit Loops. And I will tell you, even though I get it, the Fruit Loops are processed food and bad for you, and that is not what you ought to be having for breakfast. If you're looking for a treat. It is such a delicious combination. It looks crazy because the Fruit Loops are, 
you know, well, they're Fruit Loops, right? So you've got this rainbow uh, little little rings on the mac and cheese, and and the mac and cheese at the Ewing Diner is really, really very good. So I'll I will alert that if you're on the app, we'll send that that hot dog mac and cheese Fruit Loop combo so everybody can see it. All right, Francis, we're adding you to the list of potato sticks. Okay, go ahead and try. By the way, don't go. You got to send me some of those uh, signs. Your signs. Oh, I do you want to sign? I, I can I can have them sent to your house. All right, Francis, I'm going to put you on hold, and producer Kristen's going to get your information to our team. We have a team of volunteers that are delivering the I'm digging in with Spadia signs. And, uh, yes, I, I'd love it if you put it on your lawn. That's fantastic. Thank you, Francis. Uh, we will get someone out to your house soon, and producer Kristen will connect you. All right, let's go to Scott in Jackson. Come on, Scott. Pork roll and jelly? Not me. It's my mother-in-law's creation. <laughs> He's been eating that that way ever since I know her for 30 years. And uh, it's funny because she doesn't put it on sausage. She doesn't put it on bacon. Just a pork roll. How does she do it? <laughs> like, like she spreads it all over it and lays into it. <laughs> now, now is, it, is it on a hard roll? Like, is it a pork roll, egg, and cheese, and she's throwing the jelly in? A pork roll and cheese, a pork roll and cheese. As long as there's pork roll, there's jelly. <laughs> you know, if you think about it, Scott, if it's grape jelly, you're, you're kind of coming close to the sweetness of ketchup anyway. Yeah, but it doesn't taste like ketchup. <laughs> no, it doesn't because it's gross. <laughs> so you so you are not eating the pork roll, egg, cheese, and jelly sandwich. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no. No. It's a monster law. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Do you guys get along, or you just you kind of deal with it? We're great. No, we get along great now. Yeah, until now, she's... it took thirty years, but we get along great. How long did it take before it broke? Before you and your mother in law were on the same page? Oh, well, close to twenty. And, and what happened? Who got over what? Did you overcome? You're like, all right, I can now deal with this, or did she overcome it? I think a little reach. <laughs> yeah, you met halfway. I love it. I love it. All right, man. Thanks for the tip. Have a great rest of your day, right, Scott. Yeah, you take Thank care. You. All right, let's uh, let's go to Dan in Bud Lake. What's going on, Dan? Morning. Hey, Bill, New Jersey born and raised, fifty-five years. I love this state and I love your show. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate that. What's your weird food? I got this one when I was serving in the Navy in the early nineties. It's pretty simple: microwave a bag of popcorn. And load it with Frank's Red Hot. Shake it up, shake it up. You won't share it with anybody. You know, of the hot sauces out there, I love Frank's Red Hot. And if you if you add and melt butter to that, you got a buffalo popcorn that would be delicious. Maybe you throw a little little blue cheese in there. Oh, now I'm thinking. What about that? What do we add to it? Yeah. Right. I never, I never tried that, but you've been putting cheese on everything so far this morning, so why not? Why not? I'm adding cheese to it all. I'm thinking blue cheese with the Frank's Red Hot on the popcorn. Ooh, I don't know. On a paper, dump it on a paper plate. You let it all soak in, dry it up. You're not going to share it with anybody, I'm telling you. All right, Dan. I love it. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Jim, Kathleen, everybody hang in there. Talking about your weird food combo on the other side of the news. Eric Scott's got an update on the state troopers in the news. Coming up next... 7.37 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia with you till 10 o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey, taking your calls. 1-800-283-101.5. So, uh, <laughs> Eric, you remember the uh, the Cleveland Ballpark hot dog extravaganza with the mac and cheese and the Fruit Loops? 
Yes. Remember that? I do. So so I wrote an article about that. Somebody was talking about putting potato sticks on, on ketchup on top of a hot dog. And I'm like, yeah, maybe. But nothing like the mac and cheese on the hot dogs that Peter used to make at the Ewing Diner. I don't know that I would eat it today. I mean, I don't eat any processed foods. Or I try not to. Let's say that. I, I you avoid don't eat the process. hot dogs anymore? No. I just At don't. all? Ever? I would eat a hot dog. Okay. But I would not put... I, I don't eat mayo. I, I, I'm careful about the bread that I eat. So I, I'm now the guy... And it's a disaster if I don't bring my glasses into the, to the, the um, um, grocery store because I, I have to read the ingredients. So if there's canola oil, soybean oil, I just, I don't buy it. Red dye, whatever the dye, I don't, I just, I avoid it. So when I forget my glasses, I have the um, half inch rule. If the ingredients are longer than a half an inch and I just put my fingers up to it, I don't buy it. If it's less than that, I can buy it. Because you want bread that just has... Four ingredients. Right. You want yeast. You want the water. You want salt. You want the like flour. That's it. That's what you want. You don't want all the other crap that they put in it. Anyway, so yes, I'll eat a hot. I was just saying, I've got in my freezer. We went through the uh, the dead body freezer last night, and we're trying to kind of get it as clean as possible so I can restock it. And I found these four plump hot dogs from Omaha. They must have come as a part of a package. Oh, yeah, so like the Omaha steaks thing? Yes, yes. yes, 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 yes. So, uh -huh. I, so now I'm like, all right, well, how am I going to eat them? I don't know. I, I'm, so then I thought, well, we did the mac and cheese thing with the Fruit Loops. I wouldn't have the Fruit Loops, but I would consider <laughs> having the hot dogs in the mac and cheese. Well, what I do mean, you think of that? That was, that was a comfort food for us growing up, and it was one of those things where when, when we weren't feeling well as kids, there were two things that my mom would make for us. She would make craft dinner, the craft mac and cheese, yeah, with cut up hot dogs in it. <laughs> I love it. And she would do the same thing with scrambled eggs. So we would get scrambled eggs Fantastic. with cut up hot dogs in it. And that was if we were guaranteed. If you were homesick from school, yeah, you were getting one or both of those at some point, or maybe you'd get um, white rice and peas with a little butter on it. See, I would eat that today. Yeah, I, w I would eat the peas and white rice. I love rice. I. I love rice. We don't eat a lot of rice. I, we don't eat bread. We don't eat pasta. When, um, you know, I, when I lived in Boston, I mean, I didn't have two nickels to rub together. I, I was uh, I lived on uh, canned corn. Yeah, that was my go-to. I'm sure that was not great for my diet. I'm sure I've. I'm sure I had uh, stomach repercussions from from those days, <laughs> lasting for decades. <laughs> but I would just just salt, pepper, and butter yeah. in the canned corn in the microwave. And I would survive on that. It was, uh, yeah, I did not have the best eating habits. I was one of those guys, like, thank God, thank God I married Jody. I, I would I would probably not be here, to be honest. I think there's a good, better chance than not. I, I, I don't know that there's many people who would dispute that. <laughs> I, I mean, between if it, if it wasn't accidents in the kitchen, right? you would have irreparably hurt yourself with yeah. you know, a knife, a tool, something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I still, I stab my hand. I, my pinky on my left hand is still numb. We are going on, I think I'm eight months in. I hit a nerve. And I, I was telling you, I was, I was in the basement. And we're in Vermont. And and I am I am fixing, like, what was I doing fixing anything? <laughs> but I've got this dehumidifier. And, and I have a hose connected to a drain. So it's a pretty good setup. It's very simple. But I needed to replace the hose. It was gross. It had some mold on it. So I'm like, all right. We're... So, so I hear from upstairs. Jody yells. She's like, wait 
until I'm down there. And as I hear that, I've got the exacto knife. I, I, yep, you can imagine, right? I cut the stupid thing, and the knife went right into the joint of my pinky. Oh, and I mean, it went all the way in. So the blood, so I, you know, it was a disaster. So anyway, here we are, and I can move it, but I can't feel it around the joint. And if I hit my hand, it like it, it, uh, it has that buzzing, you know, like 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 your funny bone. Yep. So yeah. I don't know if that's ever going to so heal. So how long ago was this? It's like eight months ago. Oh, yeah. I mean, it took... What do you think? I, I did something similar on my thumb where I hit the nerve. And yeah. the, the tip of my thumb from like the first knuckle to the tip was numb. And that it took probably... Because the nerves will regrow. Will they? Yeah. Good. I want to say it took probably almost a full year <laughs> before I got full sensation back in my thumb. Oh, I'm so mad about it. So the wait, this was all right. So this was back in June. Yeah. So it's been about yeah. eight months. Seven. And eight if months. it's buzzing, you know, you can, you know, it, that, that. You know what I mean? But it's buzzing. Yeah. Oh, like, I know yeah. exactly what you yeah. mean. Yeah. It's, it means. I mean, they're in the process of the nerve paths are in the process of regrowing. So that's good news. Yeah. So you will eventually get the sensation back. In it's there. it's so bizarre. I mean, it's just uh, it, you know, it feels like I've got like I don't like the finger's not there. It's very very right. weird. Yeah, but it's, it's weird. I. I, I and it know. didn't really I, hurt that badly. Like, more, it was like a shock. It almost felt like an electrical shock. Well, those knives are so sharp, <laughs> so sharp that you don't right even, to the bone. Sometimes you don't even realize it. I mean, I it, it's it, and and that's I. Now, can you picture Jody's face? Oh, as I walked upstairs, absolutely. And, and I've got like I've got a towel around it, and, and of course it's red, and the blood's sp- spitting mm. out. And she just just she literally just shook her head. She's like, like really. Really? Of course, of course, yeah. of course, this happens. Yeah. So, anyway, I am I am still alive as uh, as we get to uh, the next break. So, <laughs> I I was talking about uh, bizarre food combinations. Producer Kristen just alerted if you're on the app, our mac and cheese, hot dog, Fruit Loop combo from the Ewing Diner. But what weird food are you into? Let's start with Joanne PB and J on a raisin bagel. I don't know, Joanne. I don't know. Good morning. It's not. No, it's not mine. It's not mine. I had a deli, a summer deli, a business, and this guy would come in every morning. Yeah. He was an attorney, and he said he ate this in college, and it was a raisin bagel, peanut butter jelly, raw onion, and Taylor ham. Oh, my God. He became our friend after years of ordering this, (laughs) and I haven't seen him in years, but... Now, Joanne, do you still own the deli? I am a, I own the deli, but it was washed away in Sandy. Oh, wow. Now I rent it. Yeah, I I became a uh, landlord, so I had it from 96 to 2012. Down on Long Beach Island, and now I rent it to a great little deli, and yeah. What's the deli called? Let's give them a small business plug. It's called Lenny and John's. Lenny and John's, and where is it? In Beach Haven, Oh, Lenny and John's subs in Beach Haven. It came right up. All right, what's what's? Uh, but they are they open now? I went to the Google. It says permanently closed. No, they're, they're, it's a summer business on Long Beach Island. That's so they, why they'll open on Memorial Day. Got it. Around Labor Day, it's a great little place. All right, so do not let the Google fool you. Lenny and John's subs will be open on Memorial Day. I love it. Thanks, Joanne. Thank Appreciate oh, the call. Way, I want to tell you one thing. Go. I called for my sign yesterday, and I woke up. I'm on the road, and it's in front of my house. Ah, I love to hear it. 
That, that is awesome, Joanne. Thank you. Thank you for having the sign out there. Appreciate you. You take You're care. You're welcome. Thank you. You've Bye. got to take care. Yeah, we, we do have a team of volunteers that will uh, take the uh, digging in signs. If you want to show your support for restoring common sense to New Jersey and want to show that you stand up for digging in in the Garden State and you are digging in with me, you can get a sign. And if you uh, if you want to give us your uh, contact info, my team will uh, will reach out and a volunteer will come to you. Um, better than Amazon. First of all, it's free. Second of all, it'll just show up on your lawn. How about that? All right, 1-800-283-101.5 is my number. We're talking about weird food combos. Uh, I'm not sure I can even stomach what Jim is going to tell us uh, on the parkway, but let's get to that after traffic and weather next, 746. Oh. 7.52 on New Jersey, 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio with you at 10 o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey, taking your calls. 1-800-283-101.5. Every once in a while, talking Jersey means talking food. And sometimes talking food goes down a really weird, weird rabbit hole. Happened this morning when producer Kristen told me about a podcast with a friend of hers in L.A. Uh, one of the guests or one of the co-hosts, one of the guys on the podcast, uh, they were talking about pies and how Americans love apple pie. He's like, yeah, my dad used to melt a slice of American cheese on the apple pie. Now, I love to melt cheese on just about everything, but not apple pie. Gross. Come on. So I thought, you know what? People have some weird food combinations. What's yours? We'll start with Jim on the parkway. Jim, I, I don't know what to make of what you're about to tell me. Well, everybody doesn't know what to make of it. I, we have a cafe in our building, and whenever I go down and order it, people leave the room. So tell me about the sandwich. It's, it's banana, mayo, on white bread. On, on white bread. How the hell did you get started with that? I think my dad. My dad used to put mayo on everything. So, <laughs> and my brothers would like bananas and peanut butter. And I went a little bit to the left of that. You did. You you went a lot to the left of that, I think, Jim. So so um, how do you order it in the deli? You order just like, are you getting packets I, of mayo? I, how do you order that? Well, we have, we have bananas in our office. So I go downstairs and I hand them a banana. They give me that look that I'm from the know so well, like you're really going to do this again? And <laughs> I ask them to cut it in nine equal pieces. So there's a banana in every bite. Oh, that's funny. And... And uh, it's delicious. I've, I've been eating it for all my life. I mean, bananas are good for you. I would argue the white bread is probably the worst thing for you. But you know what? For a guilty pleasure, uh, you know, it's right every once in a while. It's like uh, the canop canapé, the little uh, appetizer of white bread and uh, banana and mayo. Do you add any salt to it or you leave it alone? Oh, no, 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 just just that way. Just that, And it's huh? got to be helmets. It's got to be helmets, man. Well, if you're going to have mayo, I get that. I, I don't, I have tried to make mayo without the seed oils. We've tried it with avocado oil. It just doesn't hold up. Mayo is what it is. So if you're, right. you're going to eat it, you may as well do it right. All right, Jim. Thank you, man. Have a great rest of your day. Joe in Edison. You got a place in, in Edison that sells uh, weird hot dogs, huh? Yes, it's a hot dog truck off of Talmadge Road. Yeah. It's called doo-wop dogs. It's all kind of weird. They already put the weird stuff on the dogs. One of them is the Ramalama Ding Dong. What's on it? It comes with, it's Fritos and Doritos on the bottom of the hot dogs <laughs> and sauerkraut and mustard on top. Now, they have 
Have you eaten it? Have you eaten it? Yes, it's good. They have all kinds like Cheetos on the dog, Doritos on the dog. I like I like I like all those potato chip crunchy stuff. Because of the texture, or you just, you like the saltiness? What is it? Yeah, I like the saltiness and the different uh, flavors that it has on it. They have buffalo sauce, barbecue sauce. You can put all different types of sauces on it as well. So what's your what is your go to if you're going today? What are you ordering? I might get, actually, I might not get a hot dog. I might get the Rocky Balboa. It's a kielbasa sandwich with chili and cheese on it. Really? All right, now that, now you got my attention. All right, what's the place called? I'm looking it up. Doo-wop dogs. Doo-wop. D-O-O. The W-O-P. Doo-wop dogs in Edison. All right, I kind of feel like I got to go pay them a visit. Doo-wop dogs, 4 National Road in Edison. All right, it's uh, it's it's we're gonna add it to the list. Thank you, man. Appreciate you, Joe. Have a great rest of your day. All right, Jessica, Michelle, everybody, hang in there. Um, Jessica, I'm not sure what to make of what uh, of your combination. We're gonna get to it though. Other side of the news. If you got a weird combination you want to talk about with food, one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five is my number. Seven fifty six is the time. Eric Scott coming back with your news next. It's 808 on New Jersey 101.5. I am Bill Spadia. I want to thank Parks Casino and Sportsbook for sponsoring New Jersey Chime Time every morning, every hour on the show. Uh, we're talking about strange food combinations. Got a note from Chris in Williamstown in wonderful Gloucester County. I'll just read this to you from the uh, app chat. Family staple was baked spaghetti and cheese, a.k.a. spaghetti brick. I still make it. With extra sharp cheddar chopped into small blocks. And yes, I put it on my hot dogs. Ballpark with Martin's potato rolls. <laughs> you know, Eric, baked spaghetti bricks sound pretty good. I fry my spaghetti. That's my... Um, and I, well, now I fry it in avocado oil. Okay. I, I used to fry it in olive oil. but uh, And then for a minute when I did not understand the... Um, inflammation issues and the processed food and all the, the crap with the canola oil, etc. We were using vegetable oil and then I've because of the high heat. Oh, so, right, right. Because I like the high heat because what I'll do is I'll get the avocado oil hot, take the spaghetti, light sauce. And, and we're lighter sauce on our pasta mm-hmm. anyway. Throw the pasta in, let it sit. Don't touch it for maybe, I don't know, three or four minutes and you get a crisp on the bottom of the spaghetti. Huh. And then what I'll do is I'll uh, chop up some uh, cheese, whatever whatever cheese I've got left over. I put it on one side, and then I fold the spaghetti over, so it almost becomes like a spaghetti omelet. And then that I cover. Really it. good. It's good. It's 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 the way I like to eat fried pasta. And I you know I only buy uh, imported pasta because the American grain is is you know the folic acid's bad. I mean it's just all bad. I didn't even realize this. They started treating our food products. In 1993, there's a great podcast I'm listening to. A guy talks about some pharma company convinced the U.S. government that we need to add uh, this whole enriched and fortified. Oh, yeah. All bad for you. Yeah. Half the country can't process the folic acid. It is very hard to find just basic flour. Yeah. That doesn't have, it's not enriched or not, you know. It's, or you, it, it, you're paying for it. We buy the organic flour mm-hmm. now. And I, I buy um, for our, for bread, I'm making pizza crust. I I bought, uh, and I got it on Amazon, the Zero Zero Fine Flour from Italy. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. And it, the Italian flour is not, it's not treated with folic acid. It's now, is not it hybridized. Is it a semolina wheat? Yeah. I, I, you know, I got to look it up. No, I don't no. think it is, okay. actually. I'll look it up. I, I want to go through my orders and find out what exactly I'm ordering. But it's, it's a white flour, and they use it for pastas, breads. It, it's great. And, and you, you feel different. I mean, there's something about what we've done with our American grain that is not good. I just, I don't, you know, we were talking about the processed foods, right? I mean, yeah. and it's, you know, we get, we still have the farm box, so we get the Thank God for the farm fruits box. and veggies, you know, every Wednesday. And we're thinking about the butcher box now. And we do the, we do the yeah, butcher box. Yeah, Jody for, and I are talking about because the bacon, you get the bacon every month. Yeah. And yeah, the that, wings. That actually, I saw, I got an email yesterday, they're doing a bacon sale right now. Really? Um, and the bacon is really good. You don't get a lot of it, so it's not, you, you know, it's, you're, you're, but it's just us. It's just right, me, exactly. Jody, and her people, mom. It's plenty. Yeah, and right, her mom doesn't plenty. eat a ton. I mean, it's... But since we stopped eating, you know, processed foods and bread and pasta and, you know, basically anything that has, that has gluten in it, um, if you go to a supermarket, the amount of stuff that you oh. can buy in the supermarket that doesn't have any of that stuff, I mean, it's like all of a sudden 90% of the supermarket Gone. is closed to me. Yes, that's right. That's exactly right. I wonder if you um, would see a difference if you, because I, I see it. And, and now that I don't, I try not to buy anything uh, made with American flour because I, it's, it's, it's honestly, it's, I hate to say it, but it's poisoned. I mean, they, you know, for 30 years, they've been putting this, this wash on it, essentially. And, you know, they say, well, it keeps away the bugs. And it, it'll, if you can process the folic acid, you can get a nutrient um, out of it. The problem is that half the country can't. Most people can't. So so I, I look at that and I'm like, when I have pasta in Italy or in London, I don't feel the same at all. It is a completely different experience. You don't feel bloated. Yeah, I mean, it's... Most people are saying, I don't want to eat pasta. I feel bloated. I'm like, I wonder if it's well, the gluten or if it's the grain. I don't know. It's just, it's the it, the carbs, I think, for... For us, anyway. Yeah. I mean, it, it. Every once in a while, I will crave pasta. Like I like if we go to Amalfi's. Every once in a while, I'll be like, "All right, I'm going to have a the pasta great there of their pasta because I I love their vodka sauce." Yeah. Um, well, they're yeah. also doing their that sourdough starter with the bread yeah, that they serve. I, you know, I mean, and that's so I'll they have ought to charge bit. for that bread they put on the table. By the way, they sh well, you can buy a loaf. They will, but they, I mean, I can't believe that you get half a loaf. You, you get a half a loaf, right? To I mean, start it's dinner, crazy, right? Crazy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it, it, that's gold. worth it. Yeah. Um, and we so we'll have a little bit of that. So we'll we'll tell them, you know, because I don't want to waste it. It'll be like, give us just a couple slices of bread, just yeah. to dip in, you know, the olive oil or to dip in the in the pasta sauce but we it i just i don't i find if i eat anything like that now i just feel bloated and heavy. yeah i just wonder if there's a difference if you had that same meal with a different grain it's possible i, I wonder if it would yeah, feel different. i mean I, I i would give it a shot i mean but yeah. it just it's it's become so rare in our diet anyway and i thought that i would that i would miss it um, and we tried all kinds of different substitutes, right? I mean, you can get the tofu pasta and stuff yeah. like that. Um, our biggest, when when I'm craving spaghetti or something like that, I roast a spaghetti squash. And I do a, a yeah. my typical pasta but sauce I, over a spaghetti squash. I love squash. squash. Yeah. I, I love it. I, I think, all right, here it is. I, I pulled it up. It says, it's a chef's flour. It's $19 for, for uh, um, two pounds. Yeesh. Yeah, it's expensive. It's Antimo Caputo, 
chef's flour. Hmm. But it, but it's it's great, and I get it. I I buy it on Amazon, and we're not using a lot of it. So you know, people who are using a lot of it, frying a lot of foods, making their own stuff. You're going through flour. Restaurant, it might be cost prohibitive yeah. to do this. But for us, we're not using a lot of it. So it's it's six and one and a half dozen the other. I mean, they're gonna spend I mean, two pounds of flour would last me oh, a my year. God. It, right. So for twenty bucks, right. you may as well get the good stuff. That's that was sort of my conclusion. And uh so I told you I, I experimented. I, I made um I made pizza dough the other day and it just it it lacked flavor. So now I gotta I, I use the recipe exactly on the label. Okay, and it was it was just, I don't know lack flavor. So now I'm gonna add salt to. I'm gonna play with it and see if I can get it to where it's good because it has the same effect. Like you get your full, but I wasn't bloated, and I think that's the ancient grains. Yeah, I, it's if we ever splurge on real pizza, we do the the sourdough crust from Amalfi's. But um, I make my own cauliflower crust. Yeah, I. You know, I I don't know. I I've not I haven't had the one you've made. I'm sure yours is excellent because I bought it and I'm like, "Eh, I find it a little tasteless." I've seen the the store-bought yeah. ones. I've eh. used that from time to time, but I also doctor it up. I put my own sauce and spices on it. But I mean, it's when I make my cauliflower crusts, it's a 3-day process because by the time <laughs> Just because you got to get all the moisture out of it. it so I, yep, mean, I will yep. literally wrap it in cheesecloth and I will hang it in my refrigerator downstairs over a bowl for three days. I'll squeeze as much of it out as I can get and then I will hang it and it will dry. Once it becomes dry and pasty, now you have what you can make a crust. And I can make my own crust and then freeze those. I'll bet that's I'll and bet that, that's good. And, yeah, and that's it's but you got to make it homemade. This is the thing. You you're buying that in the store. They're putting preservatives mm-hmm. in it. It's all about shelf life. Yep. It's all about marketing and shelf life now. It's really not about the nutrients, which is why I've said I think we need public policy to start to adjust to incentivize local food. Because well, that's why I love you the and farm I know. box because yes. it, it comes from all these local farms. That's right, and it's there's, local. There's no preservatives no. or anything on it. When was the last time you got a cucumber that wasn't waxed? Exactly. You that's, know, that's, I mean, it just it, now it, you've got to use it absolutely within, within so the ten days. And you know, I'm not quite as miserly as you are, but I'm close, yeah. and I hate wasting food. I so I mean, it's in a week. I know. I've either used everything in the farm box or I've frozen something. I now will will uh, thanks to Charlie the butcher. I will now cut the mold off the cheese and eat the rest of it. He's like, hey, you eat blue cheese. I'm like, done, sold. All right, Michelle, Joanne, Jessica, we're going to get back to talking about um, what's your go-to weird food combo? 1-800-283-101.5-817. Fast traffic instant weather next. 823 on New Jersey 101.5. I am Bill Spadia. Good morning. Talking about strange food combos. Let's jump right into it. We'll start with Joanne in Neptune. Vinegar on pizza, huh, Joanne? Vinegar on pizza. Good morning. Morning. (laughs) Yes, uh, I prefer red wine. I could also do balsamic. It's really good. You just throw... Well, a few couple squirts on there, and then you got to put Parmesan with it. So let me ask you, when you talk about the Parmesan, are you buying the pre-graded in the tub at the supermarket, or are you taking like a uh, a wedge of Parma Reggiano and, uh, and shaving it? Of course, I prefer that. Thank you, Joanne. Of course. It's always best. Fresh green. Now, is this, let me ask you, is this, if you... What's in the 
shaker, you know. But, but Joanne, will you do this when you're at a restaurant? So you go to a pizza place and you're grabbing the red wine vinegar that's on the table? Yes. Nice. Yes, uh, that's how I learned. That's where I got when I was in high school. Yeah. 30 plus years ago, we used to go to the pizza place and one of my friend's boyfriends did this and yeah. it just caught on and... Everybody thinks it's so weird, but when you try it, you'll love it. You know, I could get into that. I like the tartness of the vinegar. I do like a a good vinegar on French fries. So I, I'm with you on this. I don't think it's weird. I'm I'm in. Well, yeah, and then you sop up what comes off the pizza. You sop it up with the crust. It's so good. So there was a we had a friend in White Plains and in New York, and we were at a part. I mean, this is going back many years. But it was the first time I had had it. They had a an iceberg salad pizza, and oh yeah, it was delicious. It was delicious. Yeah, yeah, I know. So I get it. Where's your go to pizza place, Joanne? Oh gosh, Tony's. Tony's and Neptune. Tony's and Neptune. Yeah. All right. Yep, across from Jersey Shore Hospital. It's. I mean, it's nothing fancy. But yeah, but don't you love that? Excellent food. I mean, that's my favorite. I like the Jersey hole-in-the-wall places that, exactly. uh, right, that locals love and you'd never, the tourists don't know about, and they're just, it's your go-to. I'm looking at Tony's Pizzeria and Restaurant. No reservations on, uh, it's on Route 33 in Neptune City. Love it. All yeah, right, perfect. Joanne, you take care. Thank you, Bill. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's go to Marianne in Frenchtown. Marianne. Good morning. How you Good doing? morning, Bill. Good morning, Marianne. So what's your food combo? Well, I don't recommend it. All right. When we were kids, I grew up in a in a Irish American middle class family. Yeah. Uh we all went to Catholic school and on Good Friday and the certain Fridays, you know, we couldn't have meat. Mm-hmm. So my mother my mother wasn't a very fancy cook. I think she had like she's a great woman, but you know, seven seven things, and she'd rotate them. So she was Irish, right? I mean, it, it's, you know, not, not to disparage Irish. the Irish, but they, I get it, right? Look, potatoes, corned beef is not a lot of variety here. Listen, we don't cook, we don't clean, but we're good lovers, okay? <laughs> there you go. The main, That's the, the best plug stuff. I've heard for the Irish yet. That's awesome. That is awesome. I misrepresented myself. But, Look, my kids are part did. Irish. My, my Jody's got <laughs> Irish in her, my mother-in-law. Um, but, uh, but, and, and, you know, it's the Italian side where the cooking comes out, right? That's where the flair comes out. Yeah. Well, you know, Irish and Italian, faith, food, and family. That's yeah, it's, it's a great about. mix, right? All right. So tell my me. My mother, for, she would make fried flounder. Yeah. I don't know why. Oh, I don't no. We had a lot of money growing I up. I love fried flounder. I grew up Franco on fried flounder. American. No, listen to this. Right. Franco American, you know, spaghettios. Yeah, yeah. Franco American canned spaghetti. Yeah. With the fried flounder. Yeah, you know what? There's something wrong with that. You know what? There is something wrong with yeah. that, I'm telling you. But listen, even we're, we're in our 60s now. We all get a craving for it. <laughs> Just because it's weird and it's from yeah. our childhood and it, there's some kind of odd nostalgia about it. But you know what I wanted to tell you? You were talking about bread. There is a bread. Yeah. Um have you ever heard of it? Ezekiel 4-9 yes. bread. It's like a, um, it doesn't have flour in it, right? It's a flourless bread. It's literally a recipe from Bible days. Yeah. That's how old it is. It's from a scripture in the Bible. And it's it's a little rough if you're trying to have it on a sandwich. 
Yeah. But if you toast it, it is the most aromatic, delicious, and good for you bread. Which you one do you buy? The one I think there's like a green label and an orange label. I think I buy the original. I'm not yeah. big on the sesame seeds. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And and I've had it, and you're 100% right. The Ezekiel bread, you want to toast it. It is actually delicious. Love it. Mary, I got to jump. It was really nice talking to you. Have a great rest of your day. Your weird food story is coming up after the news with Eric Scott next. It's 8.37 on New Jersey 101.5. I am Bill Spadia. Um, Eric, the uh, the food thing is really taken off. There's some weird combinations out there. We have some yeah. very strange listeners, right? I just think people like I, and I wonder. I was thinking about this. There are certain foods that certain people can't eat, like, and and I'm blessed that I can eat just about anything, like cilantro. Some people think it tastes like soap. Um, it's a weird thing that some, there's yeah. a certain part of the population. Now, I love cilantro. One of my favorites is pico. Cilantro yes. mm-hmm. and the raw onions. Yep, um, but it can't be too much. I mean, it's like any herb or spice. You, you can't put too much. It, it, right, a little bit goes a long way with cilantro, and I, and I use it a yeah. lot. Um, it was uh, Chef Jacques Pepin taught me this years ago is that, that you when you buy fresh cilantro or even if it comes in the farm box, I cut the stems off, I wrap those in cellophane and stick them the in the cilantro. Freezer. Stems. Yes. Okay. And I take the stems and I wrap them in cellophane and I put them in the freezer. Yeah. And then when I'm making soups and stews and things like that in the wintertime, I it take in. the stems out, I chop those, even they're still frozen, throw that in, and there's a lot of flavor in it. But you don't want to eat the stem. Do you, do you, do you strain them out? No. They just kind of break down if yeah. you chop them fine enough. Yep. Yeah, because they've been frozen. That's interesting. So they've already broken down. I mean, it's... We literally waste nothing in our house. No, we're like that too. I, I one of the great things that you showed me was that video with Jacques Pepin doing the the uh, fromage fort. Oh, the cheese, yeah. And I I put it on. I did. I told you I did a pasta with it. I think that was amazing. It was it was yeah. because it, I let it get to room temperature because we I had frozen them too. And I think I've got two more little wraps left. So my my son is coming back. On Tuesday, and Jody and Elizabeth are headed up to Vermont early because the wedding's next week. But it's just me, so I got to figure out Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Michael comes in on Tuesday. I've got events through Sunday and Monday. Okay. So I'm thinking that could be my easy go-to because I've oh. got some of the ancient grain pasta left. I've got a little bit of barilla. I, I literally, I took the penne. No, I may have done it with spaghetti, as a matter of fact. Jody loves spaghetti. She prefers that over any other type of pasta. Really? It's also okay. the easiest to fry. Well, that's true. Well, for leftovers, would linguine be easy to fry because it's got it's yeah, flat. it would be it's thicker, yeah. right? A little. Yeah. I, I I just I I if I'm gonna do it, I like I like the spaghetti. I love pasta. That's why I I had to fight to find the the ancient grain stuff. I find the Barilla pasta is better because it's it's Italian. They're using the. Um, they're using the flour, the Italian flour, which is, like I said, I, I wonder. I mean, you think about people are thinner in Europe. Yes. Right, like by a lot. I mean, it, yeah. it, it is, you know, they, they laugh. They're like, ah, oh, you can always spot the Americans. Yeah, because the American weighs 30 pounds more than everybody else. Well, That's for the most part. But it's also, we have no portion control in this country. No, that's true. Uh, you know, and, and, and uh, 
But we're also not eating great food. Like if you if you're eating too much of a bad thing, you're just compounding it. And and, and you know most of the places where you go, that's why I don't eat fast food anymore. Because even though they can tell you, well, it's actually all meat. I'm like, right, but what's in the bread? What's well, in the sauces? The yeah, I mean, it just. Well, what are you I, putting in yeah, that? Right. I yeah. Every once in a while. Um, you know, it's because I travel not as much as you do, but a fair amount. During yeah. The week. Um, you know, and every once in a while I'll drive by and I'll I'll smell, you know, the the McDonald's. Or yeah, the it's delicious. Or, you know, I mean, it, well, <laughs> it's you know, addictive. You, you stop and you think, all right, well, it's a once every what yeah, six yeah, yeah. eight months. You know, It'll might have a might have a Big Mac. Well, it's fine for your body, but I find that it's it's so rich and there's so much sugar in the bread. Yeah. Yeah. That it just, I, my body can't process it anymore. No. And then, you know, so you get, you get five minutes of bliss going, oh, this is the best thing I've ever eaten. Yeah, and like then you're sick drug. for three days. And right, so then you crash. It's the food hangover. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, wow, that was really good going down. And now it's a long morning. Yeah, it's, a, I mean, I... I have, I mean, my big guilty pleasure is White Castle. I, I, I used to love White I Castle. I love White Castle, and and I like White Castle sober. So you know that's wow, that, yeah, that's I, impressive. I mean, it's I, and there's one on Route One. You know the one. I know on the Route one. Route. Yeah, and it's occasionally, and now there's a Popeye's chicken next to it. So, is it open now? That's open. Now, yeah, right? you know, I was coming down Route One the other day, and I I know it because it's the talk about like bad food. There's you. <laughs> right at the light is um, Taco Bell. Yeah. yeah. Then right after that is um, White Castle and Popeyes. I know. Delicious, and, though. You know, it's just like I could stop at every one of those. And ha but you. What do they call it at White Castle? What is the box? Slider. The slider case? No, but they call it something. Crave case. Oh, Crave case. The Crave yeah. case, right? You have yep. 30 of the sliders in there. Bob Williams used he to bring He used to bring them, bring them in. in. He had his in friends while. in Roxbury. Yeah. They would open yep. at like 5 in the morning, yep. and he would drive down with the... Uh, yeah, and they'd be like, you, you're you really ordering... And and he had to explain who he was, where he was yeah, bringing yeah, yeah. And now they're like, oh, okay. They're yeah. probably wondering where he is now. You know what, Bob? You should bring us a Crave case. I think I would potentially... Oh. Break the, uh, the the seed oil fast for that because it's just man. I used to Awful. love that. It's terrible, but it's delicious, yeah, and it's just and. But I think the last time he did that, I was sick for a week. Yeah, you know, it just. It, I, but it was so good when it was happening. It happened immediately. I was bloated for half the show. That was it was a problem right away. All right, let's go to Frank and Bud Lake spaghetti and tuna. Huh, Frank? Yeah, you got him. Uh, growing up uh, in yeah. the sixties. Yeah, uh, in Madison, New Jersey. My mother grew up in Italy, and uh, yeah. when she came over, she used to make us spaghetti in our homemade tomato sauce with tuna. Uh, add a little garlic and uh, some Parmesan cheese. You're good to go, buddy. You know, my father-in-law passed away a couple years ago. Um, would love that. As a matter of fact, so my mother-in-law, who who is now with us uh, here in New Jersey in our house, and and my wife Jody. They hate tuna. They won't eat canned tuna. If it's in a can, they're not eating it. And when well, getting, back when, to, getting back to one of your, uh, getting back to one of your other callers, yeah. uh, my wife Debbie from Mount Olive, yeah, is half Irish, and I tried to make it for her when we first got married. Yeah, no go. She no didn't go. like it. She didn't like the tuna. <laughs> yeah. It was just unheard of. Because it is a weird combination. But but my father in law, when when if uh, if Jody's mom would come down and visit us, if he was home alone, that was his go to. He's, he's oh, making the it. pasta, and he's throwing the tuna in the tomato sauce. Now, I've done it 
when Jody's away, I've done that. I love it, though. I buy that natural catch tuna, which, have you tried this tuna, Frank? What's that? Let me tell you something. The natural catch? Yeah. It, it, it's, it, no, I have not. We, my mother used to just, whatever, whatever was in the can, you know, it was pheasant food, and that's what basically... No, know, I'm just saying, if you're a tuna guy, up. if you're a tuna guy, if you like it out of the can, and you're buying it at whatever grocery store, look for the natural catch. It is it is so much better, and it's delicious, and it uh, I love it. And put it on pasta, fantastic. Made my morning. Frank, have a good rest of your day, man. Thank you. Yeah, tuna, tuna and, and uh, tomato sauce. I don't know. Look, somebody's guilty pleasure is somebody else's absolute gross out. Even the fact that ketchup has come up a couple times. I got producer Kristen over here behind the glass cringing as she hears it because she can't stand it. And, uh, you know, I, I, um, I, I don't mind ketchup. I, I don't put it on much. I will put it on scrambled eggs, though, because, you know, it's like a universal condiment. It's good for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What's your go-to strange food combo? 1-800-283-101.5-845. Fast traffic instant weather next. Zero. It's 8.53 on New Jersey, 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia with you at 10 o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey, taking your calls. 1-800-283-101.5. So appreciate all the uh, input on the weird food combos. I've got a list that we will... Post to nj1015.com slash Bill Spadia. Uh, and yeah, I get, uh, we're getting a lot of calls on um, the lawn signs. So I've got, we've got signs and we've got bags. I've also got, um, you know, we do the plastic bags and the plastic bags have a QR code that go to help you download the New Jersey 101.5 app. So we've got a nice partnership with our Common Sense Cause and the radio station. Um, which also extends to my podcast, Common Ground. And we, uh, we're, we're going to be broadcasting probably at least two times a month, and we're working on uh, getting around to your small business. So if you've got a small business or if you've got a small business um, uh, that you have an event coming up and you'd like us to be there, you can always call the show while I'm on the air, 1-800-283-101.5, and... You know, we're a one-stop resource. I can get a sign in your lawn. We can organize a podcast at your local business. You know, my my job, guys, is to make sure that we use the power of this broadcast to do something meaningful for the state of New Jersey. I, you know, I'm not here for my health. This was, believe it or not, not a career that I ever thought I would be in. Well, maybe that's easy to believe for those of you that think I'm not that great at it, uh, that uh, I just fell into it. But it's true. Uh, you know, I had a business career, an entrepreneur career working. I worked in politics. I worked in real estate. Had a great, great career with uh, my friend Jim Weikert and a, and a wonderful company, the Weikert family of companies. You know, they do everything from real estate to title, insurance, um, uh, financing. And, you know, I, I ended up in this career kind of by accident, believe it or not. But now that I'm here, my thought is, what? How do you use this for accomplishing something that all of us, I believe, want? And and what what do I think we want? I think we all want to stay here in New Jersey. Are you with me on this sentiment that it's starting to grate on me that people look at New Jersey in the old days? Old days. I'm 54, so go back 40 years when I was a kid. 
the question about New Jersey, if someone, if you said to someone, I'm from New Jersey, they had one answer for you, one response. Oh, what exit? Remember that? What exit? And we were all tied to an exit off the New Jersey turnpike. At the shore, that meant something a little different. Um, It meant what exit off the parkway. But it was all tied to our highways. Now, there's a new question that is asked. And that question is, when are you leaving? And how many times have I brought this up on the air where we'll talk about New Jersey and I will ask, okay, do you have an exit plan or are you digging in with me? And how often is the exit plan, well, we're leaving in four years. We're leaving in two years. We're leaving when Debbie graduates high school. We're leaving when um, when Maureen retires from teaching. And there's some end date to your time in New Jersey. Well, let me tell you, I'm sick of that. I want to change the question. It should be, how far away do your kids live? And the answer should be, they live in the next county. I live in South Jersey, they live in North Jersey. I live in North Jersey, they live in Central Jersey. We've got to change the question. Because New Jersey is a great state. We absolutely have some weird food things that we're going to have to work out, possibly in therapy. But, but aside from our weird food stuff, it's a great state. We get four seasons. We've got a vibrant small business economy. We have great family farms across the state. We have some of the best teachers and first responders of anywhere in the country. Our state troopers, I'd put them up against any state troopers in any state in this country as far as their training, their discipline. And when you think about what people want out of this state, we've got to do better. Now, on the other side of the news, a friend of mine, John Hart, who owns a great small business, Rosedale Mills in Pennington, he uh, was a part of a lawsuit that was brought in Mercer County because uh, what happened is, if you remember on Election Day, all the machines shut down. And there's a lawsuit, and the good news is they got a favorable ruling from the judge. And why is this important? What does it have to do with what I'm talking about digging into New Jersey? Well, if we're going to dig in, if we're going to make it work, we got to elect better people. If we're going to elect better people, we got to make damn sure the elections are full of a process that works and integrity that you, it, the election can deliver the confidence to you that your vote is going to count and the person you voted for is actually going to receive that vote. More of that coming up on the other side of the news, which is next with Eric Scott. Nine ten on New Jersey, 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spady. I want to thank Bed Parks Casino and Sportsbook app for sponsoring New Jersey Chime Time every morning, every hour on the show. All right, as promised, um, I uh, I want to bring you this story. We talked about it uh, during the election that um, last year the, the in-person voting machines in Mercer County went down for hours. I mean, down, down. Every, everyone. And I have talked about this in speeches across the state saying one of the challenges with in-person voting is that you are relying on a machine and machines are fallible and they make mistakes and they break down. And, you know, this is not um, 
tinfoil hat stuff of somebody's hacking an election and all the crazy stuff you hear that we've been hearing from the Democrats since the uh, 2016 election when uh, everyone up to and including the loser Hillary Clinton accused the uh, uh, president, President Trump, of colluding with the Russians and they hacked our machines and all this nonsense. Now we know hacking is absolutely real, no doubt about it, but it doesn't fit the narrative, does it? However, in New Jersey, forget about hacking. We had a problem where machines literally just would not work. And you have to think to yourself, how many thousands of voters were disenfranchised? Well, uh, the Republicans in Mercer County took this to court and uh, they they got a favorable ruling, but it doesn't end there. Joining me now, John Hart, who is uh, the Hopewell Republican chair, and he owns a great business, Rosedale Mills in Pennington. John, good morning. Good morning, Bill. Thanks for having me on. You got it. So tell me what happened with the lawsuit and where we stand now. Well, we we, uh, we filed an Oprah request to see data from the this past election because, as you know, in Hopewell Township, some of the machines stopped working around 6 o'clock with 100 people in line. Yep. Um, several machines in different districts didn't work at different periods of time. And one of the school board members, he, he lost by like 300, but still he saw a lot of people walking away. A lot of people walked away because they got disgusted waiting in line so long. So we opened it, didn't get it. So we got an attorney and we went to court and the judge and the first guy said we had to pay. I said, well, we're not paying. I said, that should be uh, free. So, uh, the judge said, yes, you're going to give them the data we need. So, uh, Mercer County agreed that they're going to give us the data, but this has been over a week, and uh, our attorney hasn't heard from them. So let me just understand. So the county government, run by Democrats, said they were going to charge you between five and $7,000 to collect data from an open public records request, something you've got a right, legal right to do. These are public records. And what is your goal in getting the records from the machines? You're trying to figure out what? How many votes were actually tabulated? Does it match the results? Like, yeah, well, what's the goal? We, we, we witnessed, I witnessed and several other people, challengers witnessed, people going to vote and said they already voted. So there's a problem right there. So we want to check uh, voter registration. We want to check uh, signatures. Yeah, because, good. You know, people, they, 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 they go in the pad and they just put a line across it and then they... Nobody even looks at at the signature. Nobody looked at, at the district I was challenging. They didn't even care who wrote their name on there. So we, we had to check what address. We already found a lot of people that voted on the mailing list that don't live in those addresses. So we just want to see if they voted and uh, and see what happens there. Because, like, right across the street from me, three people voted at an animal hospital, you know, that address. So, right. So we got to check all these addresses. Well, and, and John, that's the thing. It a lot of- you know, the, the, the problem is that the Democrats spoiled the mix and the, and wrecked the conversation because they made things up about Trump and Russia collusion. So by making up this false narrative, Republicans immediately knew it was a false narrative, attacked them for it. It went away. It was completely debunked. It never happened. But then when Republicans smartly raised the question about some of the machines in the 2020 election... And now we hear news reports about how the Chinese are on a full-on mission to hack our systems. There's a very real possibility that a problem exists. Uh, but then you got the other challenge that Dominion won a huge lawsuit. So Dominion is the, the creator of these machines that we use in Mercer County. They want a big settlement. I mean, Fox offered them, what, $750 million. I mean, almost like three quarters of a billion dollars 
to settle. Now I understand Newsmax is under a lawsuit. So the challenge is what you're doing is it is so smart because you're doing it at the grassroots level. It's not about dominion. It's not about stealing the election. It is about the very fact that, you know, people have used false addresses. People have voted multiple times. And I'd love to get to the bottom of how machines were down for six, eight hours with hundreds of people in line that then all got turned away. Yep. And one of our former uh, Democratic mayors called called the school board uh, uh, person that was running a, a local bigot because he would challenge him. Yeah. I said, I said, what <clears throat> right. are you talking about? I said, machines didn't work. He has every right to see what, right. what happened to these machines. That's right. They're, they're just fighting. This, and now Marsh County says they have to call Dominion. To open the machines, that's why it costs so much money. So we we're having a fundraiser to try to get money because it's, it's going to cost a lot of money to figure this out. But this has got to start somewhere, Bill. So that's what we're starting at Hopewell. So let me. Go. Last two years ago, the machines didn't work at all. Zero, not one machine worked the whole it, time because they switched paper. In 2022, they all shut down. And I've said this. I said that I, I brought this up to the uh, chairman of the Republican Party. And I'll tell you something, John, the, the chairman of the NJGOP, not not uh, Lisa, Bob Hugan, he dismissed it. Nah, come on. Nobody was disenfranchised. He, he's, he is part of the problem. And, and that's, I really commend you on this effort. So let me help you if you've got a Give, Send, Go site. If you want to uh, say something, I don't, are you coming to my lunch today? I'm doing the Women for Common Sense lunch at Leonardo's today. We're sold out, but are you coming? Yes, I'm not. But some of the girls that are helping me with this thing are definitely coming. So tell them to raise the question. I'll give them an opportunity to mention it. I'm also going to do the podcast afterward. I want to keep this conversation going. And look, you know, get in touch with the team. Let's promote that link. I want to help you raise this money. Good? Yeah, it's, it, it's giftsendgo.com. And just uh, Google, uh, when you get on that site, just Google Mark Austin. He's the one we're trying to get the money for. So, so we can challenge this. Uh, Text you know, me. He still might lose. The John. Is we, we got, it's got to be a fair election. All right. I agree with you. Text me the link so I can share it on social media. I'm on it. Will do. Thanks, okay, John. Will. Have a good one. Thanks a lot. You bet. All right, Diane, hang in there. I'll be right back. We're talking about uh, your vote. Do you trust that your vote counts? 1-800-283-101.5-916. I just went back in time. It's actually 916. Fast drive against the weather next row. 922 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio with you at 10 o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey. Taking your calls. 1-800-283-101.5. On the website, nj1015.com slash Bill Spadia. You'll find the, um, we're going to have uh, the post up about some of the weird food combos. Uh, actually, it's already up. So go to the website right now, nj1015.com slash Bill Spadia. And if you're on my site, you can scroll down to any of the um, any of the posts that talk about events. And there's a link in those posts that go to BillSpadia.com slash events. So if you're following me around the state, if you want to join me at an event, please go check out the website. My schedule is public at BillSpadia.com slash events. And you can start at the NJ1015.com slash BillSpadia website. Click on any of those post to talk about an event that I'm at and uh, that link is there for future stuff. Today uh, we're sold out. I've got my Women for Common Sense event happening at uh, Leonardo's restaurant. My good friend Robert Pluta, member of the Board of Education in Lawrence Township. He um, has a great restaurant, great Italian place. So we have our ladies lunch today. We, we launched this 
God, just a few months ago. We This is our fourth sold-out event, so very excited to uh, uh, share this with you. We, we've been successful in Morris County, Ocean County, Somerset County, now Mercer County. We'll be coming to Monmouth County, um, uh, Atlantic County, and uh, Bergen County soon, so stay tuned for that. It's uh, it's a great way. What we what we did was I, I went around all of the bureaucracies in the party, and we had a, we had a few folks in the Republican Party that you know they they think the party is their own vehicle for their own personal agenda. So we had too many people that were looking to keep propping up the uh, the guy that's already lost twice, and we're like, you know what, this shouldn't be about. 2025 it shouldn't be about even the 2024 senate race this should be about empowering women to have their voices heard because you know we can see this across new jersey it's it's the women of new jersey who are going to decide the next governor it's the women of new jersey who are going to decide who's in the majority in the legislature Uh, that's that's where it is and there are too many organizations within like especially i mean both parties do it the democrats and republicans that keep new people from coming in. And I have an opposite take. I want to bring everyone in that wants to be a part of this common sense movement, anyone that wants to be a part of the change that's coming this year and next year. And your voice should be heard. And guess what? We don't have to agree on everything, do we? It's also fine to have a healthy disagreement on policy and subjects and have those conversations. And that's what this is all about. Let's go to Diane in Hampton. Morning, Diane. Uh, good morning, Bill. Um, uh, this morning, I, I was listening uh, to your show, and uh, a person called in about uh, um, your um, um, a flyer on their lawn. Yeah, the lawn signs. That's right. We've got volunteers putting them out there. Yeah, it was awesome because I have as I as I was coming downstairs, I looked outside and I saw one on my lawn. <laughs> thank you so very much. I thank you. Thank you for all you do for all of us, Bill. I listen to you every day, and I pray that we all get through this in one piece. Diane, are are you okay? What can I do to help you? I'm just uh, kind of emotional this morning, so I'm sorry. That's okay. Don't apologize at all. Look, it's the the future of everything is in our hands now, and it's it's you know you look ahead and you look what's going on in the world, and there are just so many things that could easily bring you down. You're you're not alone, Diane. A lot of people are feeling this. I, I see it everywhere we go. You know, we, we um, as you know, I, I practice hot yoga. And there are times during some poses where people will just, uh, they will, they'll break down in tears. They'll get all that emotion will come out of them because we, a lot of people today are keeping that stress inside, whether it's family oh, yeah. tension, business tension, or honestly, don't even watch the news, right? You watch the news and you're like, my God, what's going on in the border? What's going on with this lunatic who cut his father's head off? And you're like, you, it, it's crazy. So don't apologize. Let it out. You're fine. And well, um, I thank you for being the, a voice of reason. You got it, Diane. I'm here for you. And thank you for asking for the sign. I'm glad they got out there today to put it on your lawn. You have a great rest of your day. You too. You take thank care. You, so much. you bet. So, yeah, if you, if you want to be a part of what we're doing, I mean, I am just a phone call away. As you know, you've got, I've got the websites. There. We've got at Bill Spadia across our social media. And you can always call the show 1-800-283-101.5. And honestly, I mean that sincerely. If, you're, if something bothering you this morning, you want to talk it out, I'm here for you. 1-800-283-101.5. Michael, get to you next on the other side of the news with Eric Scott coming up next.
937 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spady. All right, let's jump right back into it. So New Jersey is a great state. New Jersey is a great state worth fighting for. As you know, I'm fighting every day. I'm doing two, three, four events a day. Uh, and and then I'm going to get my schedule really up uh, by March 1st. We're, uh, we're a little slow right now um, with only uh, four events coming up today. And I, I say that slightly tongue-in-cheek, but I, I actually mean it that we're going to be on a seven-day schedule starting on March 1st. Uh, I wanted to wait till my daughter's wedding was uh, was behind us. Uh, obviously, we're very much uh, looking forward to that and very excited. And, uh, and we've got several trips planned. I'll be, uh, I'll be going to the southern border for a tour with some of our um, uh, Homeland Security and uh, uh, Customs Enforcement, uh, Immigration Enforcement teams on the uh, 7th, 8th, and 9th of March, be in South, South Texas, and then we're headed to Israel, in September, but between um, March and September, we've got a lot of ground to cover, and it's all about making New Jersey the state that you and I grew up in, that you and I want to retire in. You know, I'm not the only dad out there saying, man, I wish I could get my kids to really want to live in New Jersey and stay in New Jersey. Many of you whose kids are here, they're here until they can afford to do something else. And we got to change that. You know, it's almost a joke to hear Eric Scott talk about how we went from last to only fourth worst with business taxes. Talk to my friends at New Jersey Business and Industry Association, Bob Considine, Michelle Sikirka. They'll tell you the business climate in this state's horrible. It's like we're punishing small business with every turn. We have to do better. We have to make sure our votes count. And we have to make sure that we push back against the 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 out of control radicals, honestly, on both sides of the aisle, they're doing us all a disservice. Let's go to Chris and Brick. Hey, Chris. Hey, good morning. Morning. So, Chris, you're sick of both sides. Tell me why. All right. So, I, uh, you know, I'll tell you. I, I I have the Facebook page, Jersey Coast Emergency News. Uh, I have about a hundred thousand people on there, and I get messages every single day. Yeah. Uh, I've been following the Tom Wait. River because that's. Hold on, Chris. What is it? Jersey Coast? I want to pull it up. Jersey Coast Emergency News. I have about a little over 100,000 people that uh, follow me, local people. Um, Most of them are local. A lot of them have moved away from New Jersey. Yeah, your (laughs) website is jerseycoastemergencynews.com. That's you? Yes, that's me. All right. So your follow is going on Tom's River. It's embarrassing, isn't it? I mean, it's embarrassing. Really embarrassing, and the Republican Party is silencing us. Uh, Tell me what you mean by that, Chris. Why do you say the Republicans are silencing you? Because you have the Republican administration that's in Tom's River now, backed by the GOP. Uh, went from a went, we have a we have um in Tom's River we have the Retaco Center. It's called something else now. The, but Chris, uh, just Johnson. just to be fair, Chris, just to be fair. Um, you know, the mayor in Tom's River won a primary fair and square. And I can tell you most of the regular Republicans did not support him. You know, he's a former Democrat. Uh, he has quite a wild reputation. I, I think that a lot of people were very concerned. And and now those concerns are kind of coming to fruition. But let's face it, the dude's been in office for like 10 minutes. So I think to to blame the Republicans for that is a kind of a stretch. I mean, I don't know that you can blame the Democrats for every wayward politician that they've got. I mean, what what I'm hearing out of Tom's River is that the mayor panicked and had to have the meeting virtual because he was he was worried that too many people are going to show up opposing his plan to to gut the police. And and they ought to be pissed off about that. You know, I stand with the cops. 
I mean, Absolutely. but but I also stand with the Republicans in Tom's River and in Ocean County, and I, I think that they're actually exercising some leadership. Let's face it, Chris, this guy is the elected mayor. We may not like what he's doing on an end of the budget or the cops, but but I think it's hard to accuse a party of being lumped in when it literally the administration is 10 minutes old. Go ahead. I'll give you the last word. I, don't, I, I completely understand that. I, I'm thinking like on a state level, though, federal level, I think yeah. people are just fed up completely. I agree with you. Dude, um, you I know, agree. I, hey, have you covered any of the stuff that we're doing? To be honest with you, uh, a couple followers have told me about you last night when I was at the town hall. So let's talk, Chris. I've, I've got, I've got honestly, the fastest growing and biggest grassroots organization in the state with Common Sense Club. I work very closely with, uh, with George Gilmore and many other county chairs across the state. We're, we're building a better movement. We're building a stronger movement. You know, we're, we're, we're cleaning their clocks when it comes to fundraising and organization. I got 150,000 members now. Our fourth sold out women for common sense lunch is happening today. Uh, if it's okay, I'll put you on hold. I'd love to get your contact and we'll be in touch. I would, I'd, I'd absolutely love that. Yeah, definitely. Let's do it. We'll, we'll sit down and trade ideas because I, I think you and I probably have a lot more in common than you might think. Um, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I listened to what you said. You know, you got into this accidentally. Yeah. I'm the same exact way. I have right? 100,000 people now with a platform. I, I, I want to make a positive change in the community. I'm Republican. Yeah. I'm, I'm fed up, though. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't blame you. All right, let's do it, Chris. Thank you. I appreciate the call. I'm going to put you on hold. Producer Crystal, get your contact info, and we'll get together. Perfect. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate you. Let's go to my friend Eric Peterson, a member of the Assembly in Hunterdon County. I, <laughs> we had this raucous event. Speaking of raucous event, it's not just in Tom's River. It's happening everywhere. But in Hunterdon County, North Hunterdon, as you know, the librarian actively and aggressively pushing a sexualized curriculum when it comes to school books, books available in the library to minors, and parents are being just just treated like like garbage and trying to be cut out of the loop. Assemblyman, always good to talk to you. What's happening on the ground, Eric? Uh, good morning, Bill. Uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think one of the speakers the other night kind of summed it up in a way that is the best way to talk about it. It's graphic sex it's vulgar i think the vulgar is the part that yeah. we need to talk about a little bit more is that it's vulgar what they're showing the kids yeah it's it's um it's bad but uh the meeting um you know the librarian has this political organization that she put together and she called out the troops they showed up all wearing red and what they did was um you know they form a line to be able to speak and they all got in the line and what was interesting to me, Bill, and I think this shows how these special interest groups and these these people who, I, quite honestly, for the life of me, I can't figure out why some why some adult wants to talk about um, graphic sex acts with children. That's yes. beyond me. I don't. I, I, most parents don't even want to talk about just the birds and the bees with their kids. It's uncomfortable enough, but these people see... There, there are many parents that don't talk about it with each other, Eric. People are embarrassed to yeah. talk to other adults about this stuff. I said it the other day in a speech. I said, do you know I got sent that flyer for what's being shown in the school? I could not put that on our company website. We'd be flagged. Well, what's interesting is, so all these people that showed up, they were activists. They were people who were self-proclaimed experts who were going to tell us that they're the experts and we better listen to them. And they were people who um, have a political agenda. Out of Maybe there was 
somewhere between uh, 50 to 100 people that spoke. Out of those people, there were only two of us, myself and another woman, who spoke who actually had kids in the school. Wow. So they brought in all the ringers. You know, Eric, you and I did that event at the Old Mill, right? And the Old Mill got bullied by these lunatics, and they they wouldn't let us inside because they were so afraid of the the crazies, and they sat there with their drums and lunatics. So let's do this. Let's you and I stay in touch. I'd like to organize another event, uh, like a a parent's night, which we can host, and we'll do it in, in Clinton or wherever you want to do it. And, and organize a podcast around that. And because on that platform, we can actually show people what's being shown in the school. And I think they need to see it. But we need a platform to do that. So why don't we, why don't we plan that offline? Because uh, this fight is just beginning. Absolutely. I'm all for it. Awesome. All right, my friend. We'll be in touch very soon. Thank you. All right. That's, Thanks, Bill. You got Eric Peterson, who is a leading voice of common sense in the assembly. Okay, other side. Stay tuned for this because Jack in Tom's River wants to call me out. Apparently, he's not very happy with me. So, Jack, I'm going to you first. Other side of traffic and weather next. 952 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia. Now, as you know, if you disagree with me, you get bumped to the head of the line. I'd love to find out why Jack thinks I'm a fraud. Jack in Tom's River. What's going on, Jack? Good morning. Bill, how are you? Good, man. What do you want to say? A lot of, res- a lot of respect for you, but I've been listening to you for a long time. I'm over 60 years old. I've been living in this state for a long time. And all I hear is change, 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 and everything just keeps going up. Housing, my kids can't afford a house. And, uh, you know, all you talk about is change, change, change. The more you talk about it, the worse New Jersey gets. I think you're a fraud and you're doing it all for money or publicity or another uh, so-called Howard Stern. Man, I, you know, I, for a slice of Howard Stern's money, I'll tell you, we could have a conversation, right? That guy, uh, make it, he's printing his own money. He's not, he's not serious now. Maybe you should go on serious. You know, <laughs> I don't know. So, so Jack, here's the thing. And, and actually, I'm glad you called and I understand why you're frustrated and pissed off and I don't blame you. Let me just say this to you. That much like when we talk about um, global warming, you know, what comes first and what we now know from the ice core samples, what we know from hundreds of thousands of years of history is that the earth goes in cycles and it gets warmer. And when it gets warmer, the CO2 goes up. It's not the other way around. That said, that said, I gave a speech the other night, Jack, wait, I gave a speech the other night and I've said this over and over again. I said, you know, I've got a couple choices in my uh, my career path. And people ask me, why would you even consider uh, a political path? Why would you ever? And I said, very simple, that the worse things get in New Jersey, the stronger a show like mine, a station like ours is, because people want to vent. They're upset about what's going on. So the difference is I'd like to do something about it. So I formed the common sense organizations and we are now uh, we're raising a lot of money. We're mobilizing a lot of people. We got involved in 104 races in the last cycle, won 40 percent of them. And we picked races that were hard to win. So, Jack, I'm putting my money and my time where my mouth is. It is true that I talk a lot. That's what I'm paid to do. But unlike other media folks, I'm putting my money and time where my principles and beliefs are, and I'm actually doing something about it. Now, whether or not I'm a candidate in the future, my lawyers have asked me to say the thought has crossed my mind. But in the meantime, 
I'm out there on the ground building a great organization with 150,000 members. And, and, you know, as much as the parties on both sides have screwed this state up, we are building something from the ground up. Ask the school board members that we help get elected. Ask the mayors. Ask the council members at the grassroots level, the folks that we've helped at the legislative level, and said, it's time for change in the state. But, Jack, it doesn't happen overnight. I need you to dig in with me and look at the long haul. I hope that you're going to call me back in a year and say, man, Spadia, you were right. You're not a fraud after all. Okay, let's see if that happens. I've, all right, we'll bet a pork roll, egg, and cheese on it. Let's boycott the state for 24 hours. Let's boycott the state for 24 hours. Shut it down. Yeah, well. We could do it. The people could do it. All right, there you go, Jack. Have a great rest of your day. Appreciate you. Maria, I, I am out of time. I'll get to you tomorrow. Look, guys, uh, I really... Um, I appreciate the conversation today. I really encourage you to go to the website, nj1015.com slash Bill Spadia. You've got all my posts up there, everything from the best wings in New Jersey to my plan to fix New Jersey transit. And, and, and when you click on any of the posts that have my schedule, in that is the full public schedule at BillSpadia.com slash, uh, I'm sorry, it's at, yeah, BillSpadia.com slash events. That's the schedule that is linked through uh, every one of our posts because I want to see you out and about. I'll be at Leonardo's today. Great small business. Want to thank all of the folks that are coming to our Women for Common Sense event. We have an, another sold out event and I will see you tomorrow at six. Thanks for listening to the Bill Spadia Show on demand. Don't forget to check out the latest online from Bill Spadia on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.5.